He would tell me I should do it. But how? Yo, yo, yo. This is Jawa Horn. This is the Jawa Horn Show. We got my boy. My boy Mario. I mean, how long I know you, Mario? Since 2009. Mario, get close up a little bit. I can't hear you. I said since 2009. Nine. Who ever thought that anybody would say that I wasn't loud enough? Because he's not on the mic. I can't hear you. Yeah. So, Mario, what, what's up, man? Jamming on the one. <laughs> so, Mario, me, me and him did his. My first podcast I ever did was with Mario. Do you Combo remember? with Mario. When we did that? 2010, the offices of Minerva, Minerva Jonikin. What we talked about? Do you remember? Man, we talked about life. Life. Liberty. The pursuit of happiness. Having a black president. How wonderful things were. Oh, that, that was then? When we had a black president. Oh, okay. So me and Mario, we have experience in comedy. But Mario, since 2010, Mario been moving different places, um, Mem- traveling. Memphis for life. Memphis for life. He's a He's a historian. I'm here all the time. So. Yeah, yeah, he's a historian, so I, but I, I may be somewhere else for a job. But it's kind of like being in college else, elsewhere. But I always come home. Right. The only reason is my job's not available here. So right. Know. I and the, me and my um, my other guest, my other guest, Brittany, was saying the same thing. Couldn't find the same opportunities in Memphis, so she had to move. You know what I'm saying? It sucks, but you know why it sucks. I become an entrepreneur. Well. If you believe in Memphis, uh, you know that Memphis is, if you believe in Memphis, you know that Memphis is a place that has a lot of opportunities for growth. And and, uh, one of the problems that the city has, the challenges, is it has a lot of brain drain, a lot of great-minded people leave because they don't have the chance to do the career that they want here or make the amount of money that they want to make. Right. Those things become a problem. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that Memphis has always had a great history of entrepreneurship. They do. Uh, you know, FedEx wasn't founded here, but it arrived okay. here. Right. Uh, Can I say about, about, about the entrepreneur? I'm from Brooklyn. Uh-huh. When I, I had no idea you were from Brooklyn. <laughs> You know, but, I was hearing that accent. And I was pointing. I was like, "Is that New Orleans? No, Warden. Is that Dallas, Texas? No, it's always gonna be broke. But you talking about entrepreneurness? Coming here when I saw all these black guys who own their own barber shops, mm-hmm. um, this business period blew my mind. Yeah, because you don't see that up north. Because you know the Italians, they, they could control it. Like, so I'm gonna say this, Mario. A lot of people don't know this. When I came here. In 1998, 1999, I saw my first black fireman ever. That's like crazy. But is that because in New York, the union is so yeah. strong about strong. who they pick right. to get the new job? Yeah, they're going to hire their friends and family. Yeah. Uh, and then 9-11 came. They had to hire people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So go, on, go, on, go ahead with uh, what you were saying about Memphis. So basically, what, what I see from my city. Mm-hmm. Jawa, you keep telling me to talk louder. There you go. 
There you go. I'm right here in front of your face. But I know you, you hear get, me, I'm, I'm, looking at the, I'm looking at this. All right. So long story short. Right. Memphis needs growth. Amen. My hometown, my most beloved city in the whole world. Right. The city I speak up all the time. You do. I'm on the internet, in Twitter. person. You fight for Anytime it. Anytime somebody talk crap about you fight, my city, <laughs> you fight I will for come it. after them. Because you do. I love my hometown with its challenges and all. Right. Memphis What's the biggest challenge they got? Poverty. I mean, there's, there's, you know, everything begins with poverty. We can, we can discuss that issue of poverty where it comes from. But when you look at the bigger picture, Memphis is stagnant. Memphis's population has been stuck on six hundred thousand for damn near a hundred years. Okay, wow. uh, if Memphis had the growth that Nashville's experienced Oof. for the last fifty years, Memphis would have something like three million people. Mm. But you have a lot of people outside of Memphis that do not want Memphis to have the growth. They and don't. let me tell you what I think is the reason. Why? I don't want to be Kyrie Irving getting suspended and everything. For five games? Without pay. But right. obviously after last year, he probably don't care. Um, I think that what people don't realize about Memphis, if you look at the top 100 metro areas, I think Memphis mm-hmm. is number one and number two. In terms of percentage of African-American population, for the metropolitan area. Yeah. Okay. And unfortunately, we have the least amount of wealth of any ethnic group outside of maybe uh, Native Americans. Wow. We have uh, some of the highest rates of poverty uh, outside of Native Americans. And if Memphis is 50% black and we're already behind the eight ball when it comes to wealth, mm-hmm. then where is the investment going to come for the new businesses? Mm and what makes things worse is those that have wealth. They mm. want to keep the status quo. Yeah, always. Because if we have growth. Right. Who's the parties they always talk about? Say that again. Who's the parties that want to always keep the wealth? The Peabody's. Who well, <laughs> you mean the Peabody's? You mean the Belts's? The Belts. Now, I don't want to get into specific names, but what I know is they like the fact that Memphis has a lower uh, uh, um Income basically wages can be paid lower wages can be paid in Memphis right. compared to other places in the country, True. Um, which hurts those that have to get jobs for a living because mm-hmm. they don't earn as much here as they would earn anywhere else in the country. Yeah, I remember uh, some years back, um, I was somewhere and this gentleman came in. He was all excited. He's oh wow, Memphis was in the report as having like the lowest cost of living of any mm-hmm. big city in the country, and I'm like, bro, why are you celebrating that? That means That's that we're poor. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that means. If you right. got low cost of living, I mean, ain't nobody got money. So right. you know, it's it's we need more wealth. And the unfortunate thing is, you can't just keep doing what we've been doing to create it. You basically need to find a new company to be the next FedEx. You need right. a new company to be the next AutoZone, and right. it needs to have. It needs to come from people that are here. Do you think the politics hurt it? Well. The state politics definitely do. Uh, You have, if you look at the history of Tennessee, uh, Tennessee never wanted Memphis to become the boomtown that it was uh, Mm. 100 years ago. I didn't know that. Uh, Memphis basically being on the river, being where all the merchants, like cotton merchants, brought their cotton, Mm -hmm. need to get to the Mississippi River to transport it around the country. Mm -hmm. Memphis became the distribution center that is known for being today. Wow. But there ended up becoming a lot of money in Memphis, but also Memphis... Um, from a recent book I read, um, read a couple books. Basically, Memphis was kind of the, the the outlaw town back in the day. 
Mm. It had the gambling, it had the mm-hmm. girls, all these things, and it was the entertainment center. So people came to Memphis right. to to indulge in all That's those things. That's how the blues music, right? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So basically, that's where Bill Street became got his notoriety. I was shocked to find that. I always heard when I was growing up in Memphis, Robert Church was the first black millionaire. Robert I heard Church that too. Yeah, yeah, but right. But you don't know what Robert Church did to make his money because there's not a church business out there. He's like, oh, that's Church's business. How, how, Robert, how he made his money? Well, he made his money in real estate, but you know what his real estate was? What? Brothels and saloons. <sighs> Women. So, so he was then. basically, well, no, it was a little more, it was more than stripping. It was, it was, it was, it was, there was sex in the, in the oh, yeah. champagne room. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was what was going on. But he actually kind of was insulated because mm-hmm. he wasn't he wasn't running the brothel. Mm-hmm. He was getting rent payments from the people running the brothel. Mm-hmm. So he technically wasn't pimp. Right. He was the pimp's pimp. I don't know. But 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 the whole point is, this is where this man got his money. He was also uh, he was he was he was I think born as an enslaved person. Mm-hmm. His father was a white man, mm-hmm. so he had all these connections and everything. Mm-hmm. But he ended up putting money back in the community. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, when I was a kid, man, I think I'm the only kid that just say no worked on. Did right. just say no work on you? Yes. I mean, but was it the, the campaign? Or no, was no. It you were afraid. The only reason involved? I didn't smoke drugs because I saw. So one one time I tried to smoke weed, and they were smoking, and they passed it to the next brother. I didn't like that. I feel you. But yeah. you tried it. Yeah, I tried it. It tastes you nasty. It. Yeah, it tastes so nasty. So you didn't just say no. No, I didn't just so say no. So technically, Nancy I didn't Reagan use, didn't affect uh, you. No, no, no. I didn't use crack. I just want to say, how does <laughs> weed taste? It, it tasted weird. I feel And it. when they passed it. And you didn't get euphoric like they say. No, you should, you didn't get I, didn't, I didn't get high. Did, did like, it have any effect on you? Huh? Did it have any effect on you? No. Did you get sleepy I just, or bad or something? No, I just didn't like the taste in my mouth. I feel you. I, I, was, never liked I was 15. I was in, no, I was 16. I was in Boston visiting my brother. Right, right. I was like, I'm going to get this weed. Well, just you, say you no never, You me. never tried it? Well, I mean, eventually. But mm. when I was a kid, it was all around me. And I was like, no, nah, man, no. no. I remember the little funny story. Cause we're, we're around the same age. Well, you know, you're a year older than me. <laughs> but once upon a time, um, you know, all my friends doing all that stuff, and they were like, "No, no, I signed a pledge. I'm in dare. Mm-hmm. I'm not ever doing this stuff ever in my life." Yeah, they okay, did. They did. I made a promise to Nancy Reagan sitting <laughs> on Mr. T's lap. Yeah, I'm not. I still doing remember that. that I can see the commercial in my. McGruff the crime dog, talk to me. Yeah, okay? I remember those um, days. Yeah, when I was about 15. It was one summer. I was 15. And, you know, I was over. Uh, I'd go to things with my mom's family. I'd go to things with my dad's family. Mm. And I was uh, at, with my mom's family at a barbecue. And my uncle from San Diego, and I swear to God, if you see this bro, he would remind you of Tommy Chong. Mm. Now, he's not, you know, Asian or anything. He's yeah. a black guy. But everything about him, Tommy Chong, mm. how, how his voice sounds, man. You know, everything about him, man. Mm. You know, it's like Tommy Chong. And I saw him smoking weed. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. There's drugs in my family. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. No. And then I went over to my dad's family, and I saw my aunt. And my aunt, like, later in the summer, she was smoking weed. And I had that same devastation because that that, that public relations campaign worked for me, and I bought into what they were selling. Me? But as I've got I grew up with crack dealers. Yeah, but that's what I mean. You know, we always had... When I was a kid growing up in North Memphis, the aspiration was to be cool as the dope boy. I want to ask you a question. Okay. Let's talk about education. 
So what high school you went to? I went to East. East High? What year? Man, we trying to let me tell these people how old I am. I like to pretend I'm not my age. You know, I'm hey, child man, Listen, I have eased into 46. I'm not, so, I, I, well, yeah. I know you just revealed both our ages because I revealed early <laughs> I was here younger. You damn, Jawa. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe I'm trying not to let people know how old I am. Maybe I'm being ambiguous. You don't have gray hair. You, I'm very impressed by that. What are you talking about? Dude, you can't see. Okay. I'm so you you went to high school in the nineties. Who you play? Anybody play basketball? We graduated the same year. Um, the person that was the big star on our back. Well, okay. So my senior year, yeah. East High was supposed to win the state championship. Mm. The five starters all went to Division One. Mm. The star player was Maurice Strong. Wow. And he went to USC. Yeah. Yeah. The point guard was a freshman or sophomore. I can't remember. It was Tony Harris. Tony, Tony Harris, Harris, big time. Tony yeah. Harris Tennessee. is a McDonald's All-American. Right. And he went to Tennessee and probably ruined his career by going to Tennessee. Yeah. Had he gone to Me- – him going to Tennessee is one of the reasons Larry Finch got fired. Yes. If Tony Harris would have gone to Memphis, Tony Harris got that bag. He probably would have gotten drafted Yeah. in the NBA. Uh, he would have been forever loved in Memphis. I mean, he still loved in Memphis, but going to UT kind of like, UT mm. don't care about basketball. He ain't paid many. You mm-hmm. know, had he come here, it would have benefited. Oh, he was a sophomore because he graduated in 97. Right. But, but uh, the, the, the basketball team was upset before they got to state. And then the next year when they were supposed to be rebuilding and Tony was the only returning starter, mm. they won the state championship. Wow. You know. So you, you was in high school when they won state? Uh, no. It was the year after I, yeah. I, I was at the University of Memphis. But, yeah, I mean, I'm talking about this. I went to one basketball game my whole <laughs> I didn't go. Listen, I was a, my high school I, I team went back to back to back championships. You I didn't go not one game. You know, Jawa Horn, you should have been the manager of your basketball team. Oh. You should have been running. Canarsie about- sucked though. Canarsie, I went to. You, I, I went. So they used to play Stephon Marbury team all the time. Okay. Lincoln, and they used to get killed. I was like, man, I'm not going to these goddamn games. So, um, since now you went to Memphis, who played for Memphis when you was? In well, college? let me get it because let me point something out. I just watched Beach Street. When was the last time you watched Beach Street? Shit, when I was a kid. Do you remember? Uh, 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 Double K had a manager, bro. Yeah, yeah. That should have been you. No. That should have been you. Did you joke? Did you not joke? Did Man. you a break dance? No, we kind of talked. You ever tell you what's funny? We, 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 we kind of talked. Jawa. So, yeah. what was funny? So, uh, it was a couple years that I lived in the Chicago area. That's why, if you see me, I'm a White Sox fan. I'm a Bears fan. Before Memphis got the Grizzlies, I was a Bulls right. fan. Uh, I don't understand the White break Sox. Breakdancing became big yeah. when I was up there. Yeah. Nationally, it was already big in New York. Well, right. before yeah, I moved in the eighties. Yeah. But I came home to Memphis when we moved back. And uh, I, I, I used to, as a kid, I'm like, oh, I can do all this stuff. I can do all this stuff. Mm. Yeah, I was fluky as hell. And um, my cousins would get me to do the way. Mario, do the way, do the way. And they give me the way, I do the way. It'd be all fluky. And they'd uh, laugh and they'd ass off. Oh, man. And they'd always be, Mario, do the way. I said, no, y'all gonna laugh at me. Yeah. No, we not. The only reason I can dance is because I like Michael Jackson. I, I learned- could see your ass bringing I, hey, cardboard man. with you everywhere you went. No, no. I know what happened. <laughs> all the good breakdancing and the flippers was like 5 1. Yeah, yeah, you know, if you if you like five seven, it's hard to get up and get down. So you're in college, you're having fun, now, right? I'm gonna ask you a question that you had earlier. Yeah. Who were who was on the Tigers team? All right, so in '94, '95, right, the Tigers had four starters mm-hmm. that went to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The point guard was Chris Gardner. Mm-hmm. Skinny uh, the, the double two, zero. The, the the small forward was Cedric Henderson, who went to East, graduated two years before me. Right. The power forward was David uh, David Vaughn. Vaughn. I met him. David nice Vaughn 
is one of the biggest tragedies in the history of Tiger basketball because before he got hurt, that boy was going to be an NBA All-Star. Yeah. After he got hurt, he, was he right. lost something. Right. He lost something. And then the center, of course, was Lorenzo Wright. They went to the Sweet Rest 16. They got cheated out of the game. They called a phantom foul on Chris Gardner, mm -hmm. uh, which allowed Arkansas to tie the game. And then went to overtime, but the Tigers lost in overtime. And if the Tigers would have won that game, they would have gone to the national championship game because Arkansas went to the national championship game. They were better than every other team that mm. they would have played. Mm. So uh, the year that I was there, the team got to number three in the country. And you know who beat them when they were number three in the country? Who? John Calipari's Massachusetts Middle Wow. Minutemen, sorry. Because he went to the Final Four that year with, right. with Massachusetts, well, then he went to the Nets. Right. Uh, I, was, I lived in Boston where he got good. Yeah. So uh, they uh, were upset in that first round uh, by Drexel, who right. had Malik Rose, who ended up playing in the NBA for about 15, right. 20 years. But yeah. Wow. You're, you're his, like, if, no matter no. If I if I need anything about Memphis, Mario's a historian. The, but here's the main thing why I got him on. Right now, next week is the election. What you think? In, what, in terms of what? The nation. So, basically, uh, the prognosticators are saying that the Democrats are going to lose the House, but they'll probably keep the Senate. Right. It's stupid, but let's be honest, man. People don't vote what's sensible. Mm -mm. And a lot of people that would vote for at least allowing the Democrats to continue trying to get things in order mm. after the sabotage that we had in the, the Trump presidency. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people that would support that aren't going to come out to vote because they're not motivated to come out to vote. Mm. Um, because the truth is the general public, short attention span, they're not informed on what's going on. If you, okay, if you look at the Republican Party, the Republican Party these days, they don't have any policies. Nothing. All just, they do is tell you what's messed up. Yeah, yeah. Crime is bad. We going to do something about inflation. We going to do about inflation. We gonna do something about it, okay? What you gonna do about it? We gonna do something about it, right? Exactly what you gonna no do? Plan. Something. We gonna do something, right? No plan. Now, now, of course, their plan is to cut taxes and cut regulations, right? Which ain't really gonna do anything, right? But the the thought is they don't want to tell you any information because they get their support from people that are angry, mm. and that is what that's the whole reason Donald Trump was able to win. Angry. He said what angry people wanted to say. And he didn't care about the consequences of the offensive things he said. No. And it benefited him. Mm. But when you went and asked him what he was trying to do, he couldn't tell you any actual ideas of policy. Zero. Except like the wall. Right. That's why he didn't really do anything. People are like, oh, he was the best president we ever had. Okay, tell me one thing he did. He built the wall. Where, where the wall at? Uh -oh. I, I mean, it's, it's kind of pointless. So I didn't. I had read much about the guy who attacked Nancy Pelosi. Sad. Uh, husband, but yeah. he's an immigrant. I just saw a headline before we started. He's he over over been in the what? U.S. Uh, fourteen years longer than his visa allowed. Wow. See, the only immigrants they care are the ones that don't have brown. the lack of melanin. Mm -hmm. If you if you got some melanin, if you're right. brown or or you know right. they'll, 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 they'll allow some Asians. Right. You he, the this right guy's an immigrant. This is a guy. Apparently, I don't know. But if right. you, uh, the, the, the whole thought, though, is you have, and let's, let's talk about networks. Mm -hmm. If someone tells you 
that you got Fox News on the right and then you got CNN and MSNBC on the left. Why are they wrong? Mm. That's a good question. Let me no. I'm gonna tell you a simple thing to tell you to let you know why they're wrong. First off, CNN and MSNBC they're both owned by big conglomerates. Right. Big they were time. both owned. They were both created to make profit off journalism. Okay. Mm-hmm. CNN mm-hmm. was by Ted Turner. Yes. He saw, hey, we got an empty space. We do news. They uh, 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 who on MSNBC? Uh, Comcast. So. Uh, CNN was created basically to fill a niche. It wasn't any, Ted Turner wasn't like, hey, you know what? I'll need to forward my political views. He's like, I just want to make some money. And news is cheap to do. So if I do news and I put it on cable, hey. And it took them like 10 years because you know what blew CNN up? Do you remember? Mm-mm. The first Gulf War. Yes. 1991. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what blew CNN up. And from that point on. Because they was 24 hours. Yeah. yeah. So they end up doing opinion shows, but their journalism is supposed to be journalism, objective. They're not supposed to have a bias. Right. Now, you know, some journalists may be biased, but if you're really doing journalism, you're supposed to be completely objective and tell the truth, regardless of what the truth right. is. Okay. MSNBC basically was NBC News and, and Microsoft right. said, hey, you know what? We want to get in that space because CNN making all this money. And NBC has all this news apparatus that mm-hmm. we already have built, so we can use that news on our cable channel. And that MSNBC, and it was like nothing until they ended up doing Keith Overman's show. Yes. Keith Overman did his opinion show. It was liberal, got big audiences, and that's when they put their liberal opinion shows. But their news apparatus always stayed objective. Okay, mm-hmm. their news apparatus does not have a because they their morning because their morning shows. Morning Joe, but that's an opinion show. They bring in the news, but their news apparatus is strictly a news apparatus. Fox News was founded by two people. Mm-hmm. Rupert Murdoch, mm-hmm. who is the billionaire, the money man, mm-hmm. whose money came from conservative newspapers. He mm-hmm. made so much money publishing conservative newspapers and tabloids around the country. Uh, you know the New York Post. Mm-hmm. He bought the New York Post when you yes. were a boy. And it, it basically became the conservative paper in New York. Mm-hmm. And he basically put his views out there. And mm-hmm. then a guy named Roger Ailes. Roger mm-hmm. Ailes was a TV guy, but he also had worked for the Republican Party and President Richard Nixon. Wow. And he basically in the 70s said, if we had our own news channel, Richard Nixon would have never had to resign for what he did. Oof. So he had that idea planted in his head 20-some years, and they got it done. And the purpose of Fox News has always been to support it's the Republican Party. Always. CNN and MSNBC are not supporting any political party. No. Okay. They post me right in the middle. They trying to make money off news. Okay. Mm. Fox News is trying to make money, but they're also trying to forward the agenda of the Republican Party. You think That's everybody? You think everybody who work at Fox thinks that way? No. No. Fox News has a lot of people that are liberals working for them. I mean, because this is a job. And then I want you. I want you to be honest. I want you to be honest. Okay. If you can get a big, a, a good gig, doing. Mm. A headline show mm-hmm. for a whole bunch of racists, and they're gonna pay you good money, and your safety is straight. Are you gonna turn it down on 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 on, on basically? You no, know I can't go to your podunk town with these people because I don't agree with y'all's politics. If my safety's safe, if you're gonna be safe, ain't nobody gonna mess with you. They're like, hey, but you know the people in your audience are enough. the horrible people, but they're gonna pay you the best you never made. Doing uh, the show. I might have to check it out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sometimes, man, because look, it ain't like it's that many opportunities if you work in like mm-hmm, TV industry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, if Fox News pays the best, mm-hmm. 
and you're going to have a good job doing your field, mm. I mean, you might, you know, sell yourself What do you think about the Herschel Walker thing? You think you think Walnut might lose? I don't know. Wow. I mean, it depends on their turnout. I mean, the truth is. The turnout has been great. This is it? what you got to understand, man. These people, the same reason they voted for Trump, a lot of these folks that voted for Trump didn't like them, and they ended up liking them. Right. He's like, oh, shit, he getting shit done. Right. But they don't care. They just need someone that's going to vote the way they want They want them to vote. They don't care about the integrity. They don't care about the intelligence. They don't care because all they need him to do is vote. They don't need him to be a leader. They need him to be a dummy. They need him to be a useful idiot, just like Donald Trump. <laughs> a lot of very intelligent, conservative people can't stand Donald Trump, but they love that Donald Trump's popular and they like to explore it. That's why a lot of these Republicans, like, you know, if you listen to Ted Cruz or Marco Rubio talk, Ugh. they make themselves sound like idiots. Right. Uh, Ron DeSantis. These folks have been educated at the greatest colleges in America. Well, they, they, Ted Cruz they dumb went it down. to Harvard. I didn't know that. But the party does not value intelligence, so these people dumb themselves down Ooh. so that they can look like they're like the regular now, folks. They're cooning. They're cooning. In theory, yes. But it's a different kind of dynamic. You know, it's kind of like, okay, like Candace Owens. Right. Why, what What do you think motivates Candace Owens, you personally? Why do you think that? Why? What do you think motivates her? The rumors was that she was a Democrat back in the day. Once upon a time, yeah. I think she just wants attention. And yeah, I, I think Popularity. You know what saying, what, and there's another thing that goes along Money. with it. Money. There you go. There you go. I have said for the longest time, if you're a black person in America and you want to hustle, Mm-hmm. All you need to do is talk shit about other black people, mm. white people. Money I will all be the time made. Yeah. Y'all black people ain't doing this, doing that. Because these messages, all these messages Candace Owens says to black people to help them out, she don't deliver them to black people. No. She delivers them, she delivers them to white audiences. Right. Because white audiences want to hear a black person say, oh, mm. black people need to do this. Black people need to do that. But there are no solutions given there. Because the truth of the matter, most of the issues that face black America come from one thing. Poverty. Poverty. If you making money, you ain't finna do no bullshit. No. Why are you gonna risk your... Well, unless you amigo. But we, that's neither here. A rapper. <laughs> I mean, I know... Listen. Every rapper... Like, people talk about these rappers. Okay? They didn't want to get killed. No, they, of course not. I mean, oh, take off. That is like the worst case scenario to ever happen to them. The right. one dude who was not involved in the stuff. Like, he I'm just, just chilling. He, you know what I'm saying? That shit like a movie plot. It's like a me, movie plot. Right, me and you got children. My, I used to always tell this to my kids. Child. <laughs> yeah, you got child. I got children. I always told them, you always got to have that one friend that starts shit and get everybody killed. Yeah. And Quavo was mouthing Allegedly, off. that's what everybody said. No, you saw it. You oh, I didn't want to know. I refused to watch any. Yeah, I just saw him arguing and blah, 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 blah. But he was mouthing off. Can you explain something to me? Why don't nobody call that craps? They just call it a dice, dice game, but it was it was craps. It's craps. But nobody calls yeah, it craps. You a crap game? I, I knew. the casino. No, 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 I mean, no. But yeah, have I seen folks playing around? Her? Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I went to not I've never security. play with the people. <laughs> I went to, when I did security in these apartments in South Memphis. I used to do them in the hood. And uh-huh. they used to, it's just it was, like the World Series of Crafts on Chappelle's do, show, right? <laughs> it was dangerous. It was, it was dangerous. Of course. And, and I was like, man, let's get Anytime out of here. Anytime you got people with money, yeah. you, got, you, as, got the as risk, as you got the risk of people coming gambling, in and robbing. Right. People coming in and robbing it. Right. And you got the risk of people mad that they lost. Right. Not one to do the end right. of the bargain. So me and Mario have several interests, right? Number one, 
I think it's politics or whatever. We like going out and talk. But our second biggest interest is movies, right? We both, we call each other, right? We call, <laughs> are you excited about the new Black Panther? Um, I'm I'm on that team that they should have recast T'Challa. Me too. It made no sense. Look, I understand They it, recast Superman but, and Batman. But, but that's exactly it. Black Panther right. was the first major black character in the major comics. Right. Uh, when you have a character that has that much significance, that much yeah. history, mm-hmm. the character has to be better, bigger than the performer. Right. And you could have found other ways to uh, honor uh, Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman without having to. They say his family wanted them to recast. Well, um, but that's what I'm saying. So this this is the other thing that trips me out. Now, Joe Horn. Yeah. If you got a job you love working for, and you got people you love working for, mm-hmm. and you know that. They expect you to be working for several more years, right. and you get a cancer diagnosis. Are you not gonna tell them if it's a job that you' real tight with? I would. Marvel said they had no idea. No, nobody had no idea. So maybe Chadwick Boseman didn't have that close. Maybe he just always saw it like a job. It's like a job. Where it's like, look, you know, they're paying me good money, I'm gonna do this job. But maybe he wasn't as tied to they said, they the said, job they as said, people think he was because if he the was rumors close was that he was only gonna do five and that was it. Anyway, he was out of there. But the bigger point I'm saying is I understand the remembrances and everything. Right. I mean, freak, that, he didn't die, but they replaced Terrence Howard with a dark skin, bro, like it was no big deal. I watched Black Adam, and even though I didn't think he necessarily did a good job, the look Seeing Aldous, was it Aldous Hodge? Aldous, yeah, Aldous yeah. Aldous Hodge. Great. I'm like, you know what? Why wasn't that brother the new T'Challa? Woo! He wasn't necessarily a great thespian and Black Adam, but if they would have made him T'Challa, mm-hmm. and then just, you know, at the beginning of the movie, did like, in in, in memory of Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. And then brought- I think he would have been great. Perfect height. I, originally, I thought of uh, John David Washington. Yeah, but you me know, too. He's short. He's short. Yeah, he's short. He and then he's athletic. He's a good of an actor. And then you listen to him talk. It sounds like his daddy. It be, he, that's the that's the thing. How would you feel if your son didn't look shit like you, uh, but he sounded just like you? Man, that Joker. He was. He had an interview um, about the play he's doing in New York City. When he opened his mouth, I said, Is "That didn't sound." It's almost like Jay Pharoah, right? <laughs> I was like, he sounds now. I think he's a good actor. Hold on, does your son sound like you? No way. You know, because my son, does your son you know have what a it is? accent? He got two mixed accents. Oh, okay. So his mom born and raised in Indianapolis. And he is that got right? The, you know, yeah. you've never shared that with me. Yeah, yeah, born and raised yeah, in Indianapolis. Where, that's where my ex is from. That's where my son grew up. So <laughs> so, so, um, so he don't have like a southern accent, and then he went to Kyrieville. So he don't have a oh, – people always ask him, are you from Memphis? Yeah. Because, you know – he grew up with two northerners. Does he have a Brooklyn uh, word he says that you said from Brooklyn? Like something nah, you don't say down here? Nah, I nah. I, my son tries his best not to be me, dog. Well, does he? Is your, is your son like you? Okay, this is where he like me. It gets on my nerves. Okay. <sighs> he loses shit, right? Oh, yeah. like, like his phone. Absent-minded. Absent-minded, just like his dad. He drives, and then like he when you drive with him, he don't know. Maybe because he grew up with a GPS, he don't know where. You ask him, hey, he's like, I don't know where it's at. Why you don't know where it's at? It's yeah, like, I think that's everybody. All the kids now. Yeah. This is like they can't write cursive right. either. So. Right. No, 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 no. But um, me and him are like opposite. Like, he don't like Marvel. 
He don't like Star Wars. But again, it, you know. I wish. I would love what, it. What, what did he grow up liking? Sports. Oh, okay. He even liked wrestling. If he liked wrestling, I would have kept on Rogers no, wrestling. You know he what, was though, like a very he, mature kid, but his mother grew up in the church too. If if he would have grown up in the '90s with Memphis wrestling, he probably would have liked wrestling. Right. It wasn't it, like Memphis folks are crazy about wrestling because we had our own wrestling show. Right. It's not the kids aren't as crazy about WWE like they were right. one time. What uh uh my my son's personality mm-hmm. was always like mine, and I tell him that and he get mad. I'm not like you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, boy, it's so ridiculous how similar to me. What what'd you see? Stubbornness. Yeah. Uh the temper. Temper. Uh is a level of arrogance. Okay. <laughs> you know, I always believe in like, oh man, I can do that better than anybody else. My son I has that. Now me and him are very so okay. We have been almost kicked out of bowling alleys. Okay. Because we're so competitive. Okay. We spent two hundred dollars on top golf. Cause he beat me, so let's play. My son wanted to beat me so bad in Top Golf, he went to putt putt, learn how to putt, so he could beat me. When did he beat you at basketball for the first time? Oh man, I can still remember. I was like, he was like fourteen. Uh, how uh, tall is your son? He's six one, so but he, but he's so much better now. He lost weight. He's a pescatarian, uh, so he's like almost vegan. He don't drink soda. He don't eat candy. He don't do nothing. This guy ducks. When I saw him duck was. <laughs> Because I couldn't. I don't have no hops. But the day, like, you just, it's, uh, it's hard to explain. I was standing there, and he was gone. I was like, oh, shit. Because I always bust his ass. I took pride to bust his ass. But about 15. So, I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's weird, like, as black parents. Right. Black fathers. Right. We ain't trying to make our son no punk thinking that they no. can beat us. He's like, no. oh, boy. No. Nah, you going to have to really Bowling, win. Nah. Earn right. this win. Right. I didn't believe earn that. Earn this win. win. Earn it. Earn it. I remember the time he beat me in Madden. He made me quit. He beat me like 64 nothing. I was like, fuck this shit. Who's, I, I, it was a, I can't remember. It was an uh, autobiography, a brother, that uh, I listened to the audio book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't remember who it was. But he said uh, his he, he played his dad in chess all the time. Dad always beat him. And then when he finally beat his daddy in chess, mm-hmm. the daddy didn't play him no more. Nah, you quit. And he said, "Why? Why you didn't play me no more?" He's like, "Cause you, 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 you beat me. You, you, you made you accomplished right. what you needed to accomplish." <laughs> Will Smith's Will uh, Smith's book. That's really what it was. <laughs> really. So yeah, man. When um when he beat me in basketball, it, it was like hopeless. It was like it's like damn, he got me. He got me. He got me. But me and my daughter, she's not competitive. But me and her talk about movies and TV shows more than my son. He's not into stuff. Is she artsy? No way. Oh, okay. No way. You know. Neat. You said neat. Neat. <laughs> my daughter. I never saw my daughter uh, have one stain on her shirt. Okay. How do you know she? I mean, not necessarily her being the artist, but her being into art. No. Have you no. ever taken your daughter to the Brooks? Yes, I took her to ballet. She said this. Was boring. What about what about to the Dixon? Did that? Okay. I mean that's good. Yeah. Because I mean growing up in Memphis, man, I yeah. mean, the only from the neighborhood I come in, the mm-hmm. only two things, and really is one that folks would take their kids to is the zoo. No. Uh, yeah. Like I never went to the Pink Palace. Like when I moved to Illinois, right. I missed all the field trips to the Pink Palace. Mm. How long you was in Illinois? Like two and a half years. It was really like three years. But mm. I went to the Pink Palace for the first time when I was eighteen. I took myself. Mm. Everybody had talked about the Pink Palace. I had never been. And my mom, she, you know, she she took me to the zoo, took me to Open the Park, 
it took me to Mud Island, and that stopped like when we came back to Memphis. Like she did that when I was really young. Mm. We came back to Memphis, and she had another child, my little sister. It's like we didn't do that kind of stuff anymore. It's like yeah, I'm I'm busy working. I can't I can't even take you there. Uh, so my mom's took me to movies and stuff. My mom's we used to go shopping a lot, and that to this day it gives me anxiety. <laughs> Really, it gives me anxiety. I don't. I hate shopping. So I want to ask you another question. Right. So, um, like you're a historian, like okay. my podcast before you, Brittany, she a grizzly. When you became a grizzly fan, instantly when they moved here. Talking about dude. I'm a. <laughs> so, the funny thing is, when Michael Heisley announced he was relocating his team, right. Everybody was talking about the cities that they could go to. They were talking about Nashville, Las Vegas, Anaheim. Uh, St. Louis. No articles, no national article said anything about Memphis. This is like February 2001. Mm-hmm. So I started emailing everybody. I emailed Jeff Calkins. I emailed uh, back when Michael Ease was in Memphis. You, you Do you remember when Michael Ease was in Memphis? Yes. Yeah. Email Michael Ease. Michael Ease replied. I don't know if Jeff Calkins replied. This is my old email. I don't have anymore. But uh, I emailed um, I emailed lots of media personalities. Jarvo, I emailed Jarvo. I think he responded. I said, why isn't anybody mentioned in Memphis? All these wow. cities people are talking wow. about can get the Grizzlies. Same size as Memphis. Nobody's saying anything about Memphis. The reason I started listening to sports talk radio, and mm. I became well-known as a caller, calling multiple call? shows. Oh, he's calling all the shows on Sports 56 back when um, uh, Wolo had the show on 790. Okay. Uh, but all basically the shows on Sports 56 in the, in the early aughts or whatever, I call them all. Mm-hmm. But the first show I started listening to and calling was The Rain Man. Now, the thing oh, about The yeah, Rain yeah, Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know The Rain Man. Yeah, wannabe handicapper. Right. And he was paying for his time. And I called his show. I said, hey, why isn't anybody saying anything about Memphis getting the uh, Grizzlies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no way in the world Memphis would get the Grizzlies. Wow. Memphis would never support the Grizzlies. No, it's not happening. So um, when it came out a couple weeks later that Memphis was un- under consideration and it was a team of, of, of business people that had been trying to get an NBA team. They were trying to get the Hornets to come here. No one knew. They were real good about being quiet. They did that move slick. See, this is the thing that people don't realize. When Memphis lost out on the NFL, it, it Still, taught lessons. Yeah, the Titans went to Nashville. Not, no. No. When the Jaguars went to Jacksonville, that was Memphis's team. You don't know that history? Memphis was in the expansion chase in the early 90s. I didn't know this. Memphis was in the expansion chase in the early 90s for the NFL. St. Louis, Baltimore, mm-hmm. Memphis, Charlotte, Jacksonville. Now, you remember that game they used to play on Sesame Street? One of these things is doing his own thing. Okay, tell me, the cities I just named, how is Memphis different than all those other cities? You said Jacksonville. St. Louis. St. Louis. Baltimore. There's no difference. Charlotte. Jacksonville, no, it's a very big difference. What is the difference? They all got NFL teams. They do. Sure, well, St. Louis didn't have it anymore. Right. St. Louis and Baltimore they lost, lost out, but right. they had new arena, uh, new stadium plans. Yeah. Okay? Baltimore did. So yeah. the Rams went from L.A. to St. Louis, which right. is kind of stupid because L.A. is about five, six times bigger. Right. Indianapolis. And, no, 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 no. Cleveland. Cleveland. Right. Boom, Cleveland boom. went to Baltimore. And right. They had to leave their name, and they became the Ravens. Right. Jacksonville got the Jaguars. Charlotte got the the Panthers. Now, Jacksonville had the weakest proposal. They were actually, they dropped out. And the NFL said, no, y'all need to come back. What they were going to do was they had their stadium or the Gator Bowl or whatever. 
they knocked down the stadium and rebuilt a brand new stadium on the footprint. So they created a new stadium out of the old stadium. What? Memphis had the Liberty Bowl, had just spent about like $15 million to renovate the Liberty Bowl. They said, oh, our stadium is as good as all the existing NFL stadiums. Right. But this is the thing, Jawa. All the NFL teams were trying to get rid of their stadiums. So we didn't have forward-thinking leadership. And we, then we, we the other cut, give a new stadium. If Memphis would have been willing to build a new stadium, Memphis would have got the team that got the, went to Jacksonville. And what would have happened with Jacksonville is no. Bud Adams would have taken his team to Jacksonville because Jacksonville was his preference. But when Jacksonville got the expansion team, he, he went to Nashville. And do you know why he went to Nashville? Why? Nashville built what is now uh, – I can't even remember uh, the, the, the basketball stadium. I don't even, it used to be called Gaylord Entertainment Center. Right. I don't know what the name is now. But Nashville was trying to get NHL teams. Right. And they offered the New Jersey Devils, whatever they want. They said, hey, look. Whatever you want, we'll give you a blank check. Move here, we'll give you whatever you want, okay? They end up doing the deal that got them their stadium in Newark, right. okay? But but Adam saw Nashville's willingness, and he came to them and said, look, I'm going to give you a checklist. You do all these things, I'm going to my team in your city. Now, people in Memphis should be mad about it, but in no. theory, Memphis had leadership before Harrington that always want to do things on cheap. He didn't want to spend money, okay? If you would have had a more progressive mayor willing to invest, they would have had an impact. They would have said, no, they would say, you know, we're willing to build a new stadium. But the whole point is, Willie Harrington basically got thrown in towards the end of it, when everything had already been settled, what they were going to do. So Willie Harrington was kind of like, you know, oh, oh, man, this is messed up. So Willie Harrington knew what had happened before. And he was willing to do whatever it took to get the Grizzlies to come here. Wow. That's how we ended up getting the Grizzlies because they knew from that previous experience. So I um, volunteered for the, the, the public relations campaign because you, if you remember, there was a group that tried to keep the Grizzlies yes, from coming. Yes, they used to have the signs. They were trying to protect the Tigers. Yeah, they wanted to which protect the stupid. stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> They're like, if the Grizzlies come here, no, I ain't going to be tired. I remember those days. So, yeah, I volunteered for that. I uh, I was there from day one. I went to the first preseason game. I went to the first game. I was going to buy season tickets. I had a girlfriend at the time. And I, like, had my, deposit, my $100 deposit. I was going to buy some little cheap tickets upstairs at the top of the pyramid. And the girlfriend I had, she was a, uh, 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 at the time, she was a um, freshman at, at Vanderbilt. She goes, you can find money for season tickets for the Grizzlies, but you can't find money for college tuition. <laughs> <laughs> so and that's what back. got me back into school. And I ended up getting my degree at the University of Memphis after dropping out in my early part of my tenure. So, yeah. That was so, the so, so now your son, how is your son now? My son is uh, almost 20. Almost 20. Feel old yet? I feel old when that kid, I don't know. I mean, I mean you know, I feel like me, but. It's weird having a college student son. All right. So yeah. So okay, I want to ask you this before we get how you feel about the progression of Memphis now, South Main, South Front, all that. The develop- I think that Memphis is not doing what it needs to do in the communities. Yeah. It's not protecting homeowners. It's not protecting uh, working class people. Right. Um, there are so many moves that the city can make. And I think that it hurts that the state is going to hamper any progress the city makes. Right. This next mayor oral election is going to be so important because uh, I'm not a big fan of the current mayor, Jim Strickland. 
Uh, right. He a lot of people has not. done things that have straight up offended me. Uh, a couple years back, uh, a guy who was accused of doing a very heinous act mm-hmm. uh, was shot and killed by uh, uh, the it was it the U.S. Marshals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The U.S. Marshals shot and killed him, and the people saw it happen. They like they didn't have to kill him. They could have taken him in. They killed him, and when they killed him, they gave the excuse. Oh well, we knew he was a violent person, but right. you didn't say he tried to kill nobody. You know. Right. And when the people in the community uprose, Jim Strickland didn't seem to have any sympathy for them. No, no, at all. He was sympathetic to the first responders. He was sympathetic to the media. And this is my home community. I mean, one of my home communities in Frazier. And I'm like, hold on, really though? You went after the people in Frazier telling them that you're going to find them and, you know, throw the book yeah. at him. Yeah. But you're not saying, hey, we understand what you were upset I about. I think he's just a slow-moving guy. Even during the... um. The um, incident with the um, serial killer, he was late. He, he didn't come out. I mean, they, you know, I was like, where he at? I think he doesn't care. And I think he's ignorant to a lot of things that happen in the communities he's not familiar with. Now, he'll do photo ops. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he's completely oblivious. He, he might come to your thing, dance. <laughs> yeah. I seen him. I was like, huh. I was shot by the height and size. I was like, God, this is a huge he's guy. He's the chubbiest, goofiest looking dude. Uh, yes, yes, yes. So, and now let me tell you one other thing. Yeah. Don't be shocked if you get another mayor just like him because you're going to have a lot of black candidates getting in a race and nobody's an overwhelming favorite. He's going to split the vote. I don't know anybody who's going. The people are kind of known, and I'm still tripping about Floyd Bonner. Like, really? You don't even live in Memphis, bro. How you running for mayor? <laughs> but, I'm going to move back. I'm going <laughs> like, to move back. Like, yeah. You're, You've been living in but Look, look, I've been here since 1999. Yeah. Right? 1989. Memphis has changed 100%. It, it used to be nothing to do in Memphis. You can always find something to do. There's always always been good food, always good restaurant. We're not in Nashville, of course, but it's moving. But the, I feel like what else hurt Memphis was the pandemic. Because we was ready to explode our thing. I don't agree with that at all. Really? I think, I think that certain areas like that line that the mayor would say Memphis has momentum yeah downtown has momentum Midtown has momentum East Memphis has momentum Cooper Young has momentum New Chicago don't have no momentum, momentum. No South Memphis. Memphis don't have no, 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 no momentum, momentem. Frazier don't have no, no, no oh, have momentum Frazier's getting gentrified a little Frazier bit Frazier does not have momentum you say hey yeah look I, I, I'm in and out look I got family that lives all throughout Frazier I wouldn't say Frazier's being gentrified at all. You may have some homes over there, but I wouldn't say Frazier's being gentrified. Whitehaven doesn't have momentum. Hickory uh, Hill does not have momentum. These areas, you got so many problems, and the mayor doesn't have anything to do with education. But the mayor could be a great advocate for education. But the mayor is just sitting by and not saying anything. It's like, this is not my responsibility. Um, uh, Basically, you have so many fires that have to be put out. Somebody. And the only solution that they have is, oh, we're going to get some more police. Yes. Always. That's not going to help. You know what I'm saying? 90% of the crime, I'm not talking about the windows get busted. I'm talking about the murders are domestic. You know what or, I'm saying? Or people that knew each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't. Each other and someone right. That, yeah, yeah. Just the same as take off someone yeah. that just happens to be in the wrong place, wrong time. Right, right. You know yeah, yeah. I mean. But, but that's another thing. I'm so sympathetic to Liza. What's her last name? Liza. Eliza. What's her last name? I don't know. You can't, but I was so. Her last name. Fletcher. Eliza Fletcher. Yeah. I was so sympathetic for her. 
That woman did not deserve that. That woman should have been able to run anywhere in the city at four in the morning, Amen. eight miles. Let her do what she do. Yeah, I had her husband okay? do it though. I had her husband. No, I get, but the, but the whole point I'm saying is, my godson was murdered a year ago this month. Wow. I was in, in in Memphis for his funeral when Young Dolph was killed, mm. and I saw the difference in coverage. They never even mentioned my godson's name on the news. They never said anything about the case. They told a story. They did the news story. Like one of the channels did a news story the morning he was murdered. But nobody talked about it because no one cared. Okay. And I see Eliza Fletcher and I see an article. I didn't read the article, but I see there's a group talking about they're going to the governor and asking for what was the breakdown that allowed, 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 allowed Eliza Fletcher to be killed. Wow. That dude was in jail for 20 years. Yeah, yeah. 20 years. 20 years. Like, we just got 24. He still was in jail 20 years. Okay? He still would have killed somebody when he you came out. Saying? It could have been just four years later. But the point is, they care when this pretty white mother from an affluent family out of East Memphis gets killed. But one of us get killed in our neighborhood. No, I don't care. It's what's expected. Mm. It's what's expected. So people have become desensitized. So we something have. I always say is one of the things that would help is if people are murdered, the news media gave more coverage to that who that victim is. Mm-hmm. Humanize that victim. Make that person be a person. Everyone should get the coverage that Eliza Fletcher got. Everyone should get that type of coverage. If everyone got that type of co- uh, coverage, people would be more outraged of the murder of working class black people in this city. They treat, they're like, oh, when you see a murder in Memphis, you'd be like, oh, okay. I mean, because they don't, they just, oh, uh, oh such and such shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and Claiborne Home or, 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 yeah. or Douglas or. Or or or, or uh, uh, orange mound. Right. Don't say the name. Don't show a picture. Right. Don't follow up on it. They don't say if someone got arrested. But I'm gonna say something. You still love Memphis? Of course I love. This is my hometown, man. <laughs> I'm proud. Listen. When I'm you, proud of you, the city's culture. I'm proud of the city's history. I, I I don't like. I'm like you. I don't know what you're talking about. It was nothing to do. Like you know, 20 years ago, I used to go to Nashville regularly. I had two different girlfriends in college in Nashville, and I'd go to Nashville. I hated going to Nashville. Oh yeah. Duh. I know Nashville's blown up. Well, I don't like going to Nashville. There's always stuff in Memphis to do. You just got to know what to do. The, the, the I reason why I love going. I guarantee there was just as much to do all them years ago, but because you doing your comedy and you meeting all these people and getting, I'm certain that your friend circle is more diverse now than it, yeah, was, it was 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, it, it was. And they exposed you to things that were right. there 20 and then, years ago. You and didn't then, know anything and about. then it just, yeah, yeah, that has changed. But we're going to get out of here. I can't say a last name, but. Did you have fun, Mario? Man, you, you call me Mario Latillian, as everybody used to know me. Latillian. But he changed his Twitter name like 500 times, no, man. No, no. The Twitter handle is the same. You I haven't tweeted in a long time. What are you talking about? I tweeted twice a day. I didn't see it. Because you don't look. You you, 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 know, you become big time, so you got other people in your timeline. I'm not there. <laughs> but the Twitter name, the Twitter handle, and the Instagram handle, Yo New Shy, decided to represent the neighborhood I grew up in, New Chicago. Which mm. is in North Memphis that people don't know. North. Uh, but yeah, yo, new shot. You know what? All right. This is the Jawa Horn Show. I appreciate you, Mario. Good night. You got it? Oh!